0: Hey, it's JV. Due to its length, this episode of Beyond Reality Paranormal will be offered in two parts. Our guest, Michael Horn, is the authorized American media representative for the Billy Meyer UFO ET contact story. This is an important story. The first part of the interview was featured previously. The second part is featured here. I hope you enjoy it. The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. We're honored to have Michael Horn with us tonight. Michael is the authorized American media representative for the Billy Meyer Contacts, and we're talking about Billy Meyer's experiences, plus the messages, prophetic messages he's received from his contacts. And we'll bring Michael Horn in in just a moment. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash joha. That's J-O-H-A-W. Did you know that online retailers like Amazon have constant deals that can save you money on the things you buy every day? It's no joke. Save 40%, 50%, even 80% on great products, and all you have to do is know about them. Noodle Shark is the way to be alerted when something good is coming your way. Noodle Shark is the social media page that lists great deals that not only save you money, but give you the deals before anyone else has them. All you have to do is find Noodle Shark on Facebook. Search it as The Noodle Shark. That's The Noodle Shark, because you deserve to save too. Become a
1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: Michael, I want to shift the topic a little bit and talk about pictures, because we brought them up a few times. How many pictures has uh, Billy taken, collected over the course of, what, 78 years of these contacts and sightings?
1: Sure. Um, Well, a total number was around 1,200. About half that number are remaining. As a matter of fact, there's a Fantastic photo book that we carry. that was put out um, two two years ago. They took 617 of Meyer's you know, uh, 35 millimeter UFO photos and digitized them so they're crystal clear. They hadn't, they didn't add or subtract anything, you know, didn't modify what was there, but they just made them crystal clear and put them in a beautiful photo book. So. There are still hundreds of his photos left that people can look at. And we have uh, photo analyses that were done as far back as 1978 and as recently as two years ago. There's a new book coming out with more photo analysis and all of the analyses. And there's been two Academy Award-winning special effects companies that have uh, over the years analyzed, looked at his photos, and also said that they were not models, they were not uh, computer-generated that they were actual large objects, a distance from the camera. So all of that stuff has gone on for some time, and Meyer also took, well, there are eight films remaining from some never came back from the labs that he took when he had gone on trips with the uh, the Play and and that's a great shame. A lot of photos and films never came back from the labs because he never developed his own stuff. He took them to a camera store you know, where he bought his film and his camera. And they sent it away for developing, but he was being watched from a very early stage by you know the what call the uh, military intelligence, et cetera, et cetera, and that has re- you know resulted in much of his stuff never coming back, and many photos and things being manipulated and falsified, and it's it's been a bit unpleasant. So, uh, so he been,
0: he he's been uh, on their radar, the the the. the Governments of the world, early at least some, have been watching and monitoring what Billy has been doing?
1: Sure. Well, yes. Um, the original investigators, the Senate, when, uh, Colonel Wendell Stevens and Lee and Britt Elders, began their on-site investigation sometime in 1978. From the first time, this is 78, you're not dealing with computers and computer ticketing and all this, if you wanted to go somewhere, you could call up and make a reservation But what they did, in order to avoid being tracked, they would, between themselves, decide when they'd go, and then they would simply go to the airport in Phoenix to fly into London on their way to Zurich. From the first time they flew in, they were picked up at the airport unannounced by somebody who said, "Uh, I have your car waiting, and I'll take you to where you're going. And they went, well, who are you? And the guy simply said, please come with me. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stevens and and Mrs. Elders, it was a man who worked for the station chief for the CIA named Mark Nathan in London at that time, and in and out of London every time they were picked up at either the train station or whenever they would come in or out of London on the way to or from through Zurich, they were always asked to show what the evidence they had in their possession, such as photos or documents or anything else, the, these, uh, the evidence and documents were taken to uh, another room where they were apparently photocopied. Uh, this goes a long ways. As a matter of fact, the CIA obtained a military base that was originally owned by the Swiss military just up above Meyer's property. And I've driven past it a hundred times, you know, back and forth on my way to the bed and breakfast from, from their place. And, uh, they tried to enter. Uh, how, how to put it? They tried to get themselves ingratiated into the group, there by sending some people to pretending to be, you know, interested or what have you. But that didn't work. So they had their own uh, photographs that they took from that base of the craft coming in and out of Meyer's property, uh, and. In the years subsequent to that they they gave up the base because their technology, as you know, is very sophisticated now and they don't need to be based above a physical property they can do things with the satellites and you know cameras and things in you know near space or what have you so uh, yeah, that's kind of the way things have wow, gone on. Over there.
0: Wow. So let's let's back this back uh, to the photographs we were talking about before. When you got involved with Billy and you started to get acquainted with uh, what he had, what impressed you the most about the photographs?
1: Well, the first thing was when I walked into the bookstore and I looked at the cover and then looked through the book, I'm going, this is so clear. I mean, these are, this, this man in some cases... He's, you know, 50, 60 feet away or whatever, and in other cases, maybe farther. But you can see the contours. You can see the the metalwork. You can see, this is not, you know, the normal thing. And then, with, as I said in the beginning, there was a jet plane in the background and one because the Swiss Air Force had sent up a Mirage jet to try to intercept uh, one of the craft when Billy was doing this, one of the photo ops. And so they had a, a couple of uh, photos and those photos were analyzed using thermography, and they could see that from the spacecraft to the Mirage Jet, there was an energetic line showing up thermographically. Uh, I believe it was actually Marcel Vogel from IBM who came up with the technology. And it was at that time that Meyer was being told uh, by Semyaza in the craft that she had uh, done something to kind of fry the, technology for the guns on the uh, you know on the jet plane so that there wouldn't be any aggression and trouble. Um, well certainly the jets never came too close. They went back to the air base. And speaking of radar, in nineteen ninety eight I believe it was ninety eight that there were somewhere around there they had reported the Swiss military air safety monitoring unit had reported two hundred and thirty eight radar sightings of unidentified flying objects over the area where Meyer lives. So, it's, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. This is why I have a great deal of contempt for people in ufology who run around trying to sell their stories, their books, and their nonsense, and who simply lie. They have no evidence. It's never happened.
0: Uh, well, and it's, it's you know. It's not just photographic evidence that Billy's had submitted as well. There was some uh, metal samples that he yes. he ob- ob- um, obtained and submitted for testing. What happened with those? What was that about?
1: Well, it was interesting because, yes, indeed, he was given little squiggly, you know, ingots or whatever you want to call it, of various metals, and he was told, these are metals in different stages of our seven-stage manufacturing process, so you can see the processing of the metal that we make our ships with. We suggest you give this over to Colonel Stevens and his crew and have them give them to a man named Marcel Vogel at IBM, and he will analyze them. Okay. He turned the metal over to the investigators. He brought those metal samples over to Switzerland, to uh, pardon me, to IBM from Switzerland. and Marcel Vogel, who was a genius scientist at IBM set up a uh, video camera and he did an analysis using uh, spectrum analysis using high level magnification, different types of processes whereby he could determine different things. What he determined according to his own conclusions was with any technology available to him on Earth he could not make these metals. There was very discreet laser cutting, machining crystalline structures that were only visible in the metals at 500, uh, you know, magnification, the, the the metals, he said, they had to be made either in a cold fusion process in outer space, or, you know, he, he couldn't do it. He said, you know, we don't have this yet. It's either outer space or cold fusion, and I don't have access to either. So, Every which way. Then there were the sound recordings. On four different occasions, Meyer is outside, not inside him, outside in open fields with as many as 16 other people, including an undercover policeman there, holding an Iowa portable tape recorder in his hands while a craft that is high above his head is generating all these crazy sounds that could be heard for four kilometers that are then taken to four different sound labs in America. And the analysis is, we can't duplicate these sounds. These these are not known to us. So they're highly interesting, discreet. There's all, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's like any and everything you could want in terms of evidence truly has been presented to and through Meyer, and it's all authentic. I've, I've had people who are aerospace engineers, uh, people who are top level, the United States Air Force Office of Special Investigation people, guy who worked for the Department of Defense. Also, people who've come forward to either challenge or uh, endorse the case, usually when a skeptic comes forward and he's really a credible scientist, he ends up endorsing the authenticity of the case. And that just happened a couple of years ago. So, but this this is it. And here we are, coronavirus stuff. We should, you know, we should be listening. Because it's not going to be good from here on.
0: Right. Uh, Does Billy consider this a life of this, to be a blessing or a curse?
1: Oh, you know, even when we were interviewing him for a film we did in 2006, 2008, about losing his arm, you know, and, and my partner in the film said, Billy, would would you do that differently so you didn't have to lose your arm? And he said, no, I wouldn't change anything in my life because I learned from everything. I learned a lot from the suffering and all that, from, you know, losing my arm. and I mean, this is a man that does... Tons of stuff with one hand that people can't do it, too. So um, it's just like, oh, my gosh. Uh, he is somebody who doesn't ever complain. And I know he has plenty of reason to complain. He did a remarkable thing. that was just last year, I believe. Um, shortly after we had left, I think it was last year after we'd left on a visit, I heard he'd fallen down and broken his good shoulder, I think, in three places. They took him to Zurich. They had X-rays, all this stuff. And they said, we can't operate. It'll kill you. So all they could do was strap his arm, his one good arm to his body. Oh, it was the year before last. Because last year then, we went over there and we're sitting in the kitchen. And Billy comes in. He's walking around. He's making himself a cup of coffee. I had a photograph. His arm was strapped to his body. And I said, hey, Billy, everything good with your arm? Oh, yeah, he's waving his arm around. (laughs) So I said, hey, is this the might of the thoughts? You did this with your mind? He said, yeah. I said, so in order to do something like that, do you have to know every nerve, every attachment? Every He said, no, 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 you don't have to know all that. You have to use your mind to stay focused on the improvement, consistently just go forward with Well, that man's walking around, waving his arm around, and it, he's just living proof of it. This whole thing is really about what's called the spiritual teaching. That's not religious there's no beliefs. It's how to think. And why we on Earth have lost our ability to think straight and to understand how to control our own lives. And pardon me, you'll find it in the material. They really uh, said, listen, you're, you've are you been following crazy religions for a few thousand years, crazy politics for a bit shorter. Uh, you people have lost your ability to be responsible for your own lives, to see what reality is, to, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Well, here we'll show you what this, you know, here's a teaching. It's very ancient. It, it's what people like these extraterrestrials and others study as well, because it covers every single aspect of life. It's not about UFOs. It's about how to take control of your individual and collective lives so that you can move forward in a world that isn't overpopulated and isn't drowning in pollution, that you're not killing each other and you're living as true human beings. So, That's what it really boils down to. And they tried to get our attention through great eye candy, UFO photos, giving us literally hundreds of examples of prophetically accurate scientific information. So what are we going to do with it?
0: Two quick questions. One is, um, why Billy? Let's answer that one first. Why Billy? I mean, there there are, uh, what, 7 billion, 8 billion people on this planet. Um, Why was Billy chosen?
1: 9 billion, actually. Um, Well, there's two answers. The glib answer is, it has to be somebody, right? If there's going to be a contactee, uh, it's somebody. The other part is, and this is information, I always say, according to the information in the case, because I can't prove it, here it is. Reincarnation is a fact of life that we do not know as a fact. We may believe it, or not believe it, but according to these folks, it's a fact of life. And Billy Meyer is a human being with a spirit like We all have. Everybody has a spirit. We've all lived many, many times before. We don't remember it. We've been men, we've been women, different races, what have you. Billy Meyer happens to be somebody who's embodying an enormously ancient spirit form that is you know, really old and has done this gig six other times in our history. And this is the last time it will be necessary because this is the electronic age. All of the important information and evidence will be preserved electronically. There'll be books that'll be kept physically, electronically. And Billy Meyer, because this was somebody who has in previous personalities done this before with being a contact person and prophet for the same race of extraterrestrials over past 13,500 years, he seemed to be the right one this time. And this time, though, instead of being a flamboyant guy who overturns tables in temples, or who rides a horse waving a sword around and all that, this guy would be a you know, gray-bearded, cock bellied one-armed Swiss farmer, and nobody's going to start a religion and, and a cult around him, as had been done previously in our history with the other contactees. That's a kind of fast version of
0: it. Yeah, and so the second part of that question is, why just Billy?
1: Sure. Very logical. Actually, it's the simplest thing in the world because when you're going to be having to convey thousands of pages of information, when you're going to have to send somebody in all hours of the day and night and any kind of weather to remote locations 20 or 40 kilometers from their home on a moped with a camera so they can get undisturbed, get the photographic evidence, You've got to have one person that you can develop the relationship with, that you can know that his character is flawless, that he will not collapse, he won't give it up, he's not about to quit, uh, and he's not in it for the money. <laughs> Clearly, people think he is. You know, the, the, you've got to, and pe- people, everybody thinks, oh, I could be a contactee for these people. No, 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 no. You know, when was the last time? Our president, vice president, Supreme Court justice, congressperson, governor of the state, mayor, <laughs> contacted any of us to ask our opinion on these things. Right. It doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's another way to ask ask the question, why not landing on the proverbial White House lawn? Or If you want attention, why not make a, a spectacle of it, land on the White House lawn? Why do it through an individual? Do we have any understanding why that's the case? Yes,
1: yes because... And they've made it clear many times over and over, because we, human beings of Earth, for the largest part, I mean, not every country, but most, have had some form of religious indoctrination. We have gods and saints and saviors, all of whom are imaginary, That none of it's real, or we would have known that by now. Don't you think God could have come down in the proverbial White House lawn by now to all my good Christian friends or anybody else? <laughs> no, that never happened, because it's not real. And what they realize is we give away our power all too willingly to some outside force, real or imagined. We vote for people who are imbeciles. We keep installing complete psychopaths in every level of government who are there to make themselves rich at our expense. Now, if they come down demonstrably more advanced, lots of people will go wacko, psychotic, kill themselves, kill their neighbors. People will want to attack them. It's not about them. So rather than put that crazy crap into our world after they've done it in the past. It didn't work out too well when I am your Lord God, the creator of all things, was talking to the Israelites, or when uh, the—well, I won't go into everything else, but let's put it this way. If you want people to take responsibility for themselves, you give them everything they need. You give them all the tools to build a simple little thing called your life, and then you tell them where they can find it. And while we might want to— to be done our way, folks that are this advanced who have no obligation to do anything for us, and they're not here to help or harm, they're here to just offer it in, then we go, okay, thanks very much, we'll figure it out from here. You don't, as a kindergartner, you don't walk into a college-level physics class and then determine how it's supposed to go. Um.
0: Well, I want to talk uh, about the other prophecies and other uh, visions, I guess, if you will, uh, that Billy's received from his contacts. But before we do, I had a question scrolling through our chat room about Skinwalker Ranch. Do you have an opinion on what is reported to have happened and continues to happen there? Does Billy have any information about it?
1: I've never heard anything at all from Meyer about it. We can say this. There's various phenomena. Some can be natural. Some can be due to yeah, They've explained this type of thing. Some phenomenon is due to strange intersections of electromagnetic energies. Some things are done by secret military, such as most UFO sightings, but not all uh, mutilations of cattle, etc. But they haven't focused on that, and I don't, because the phenomena—no phenomena—is of interest to me at this stage. Sure, we've got Billy's fantastic photos of craft, his films, his metal samples, the handprints. Uh, stuff that just is off the charts and it's real. You don't have to wonder if something is crawling around on the ground, a skinwalker ranch. Here it is, real photos, real information, things that are coming to our world. They've been so right about over and over. I think anybody that is interested in the truth, not in phenomenon per se, but in the truth overall, wants to plunge into this, to find out what it's about, and maybe to get a clue onto some of the stuff that's coming our way now that we failed to listen.
0: Let's talk about some more of the things that we could uh, expect to see based on the messages that Billy has received, some of the prophetic stuff. What is Billy saying we have to look out for? What do you see?
1: Well, let me tell you that since 1951, when he was 14 years of age, Meyer is the first person that I know of who foretold, and people have different... You know, opinions on this, but I'll just tell it. He foretold specifically unnatural man-made climate change, global warming, damage to the ozone, the development of new ray type weapons and things, every increased intensity and frequency of storms, blizzards, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, tsunamis, et cetera, et cetera, that would be coming in increasing frequency and intensity through the new millennium. Now, that is so far, of course, already proved to be true, but quite specifically, his first teacher, Swath, also gave him some specifics for around this time. Many things that have already transpired. We published the document a while ago. He said to, to Meyer, this is 1948, that after 215, 217, there would be earthquakes around central Italy that would be pretty strong and they would be the precursors to subsequent massive Volcanic eruptions of five major volcanoes in Italy: Mount Marsili, Mount uh, Vesuvius, Mount uh, Etna, uh, Campi Flegri, and uh, Stromboli. And that when these things start to grow, go off. Uh, Campi Flegri is a caldera. It's going to take parts of Italy with it into the sea. This will also coincide with the time when the undersea volcano around the world that we didn't know about until fairly recently, will also start to erupt. Now, it's not just the Ring of Fire. That's a whole series of undersea volcanoes. The northwest, up in the Cascadia subduction zone, is going to have a 9.0 earthquake that will run for five straight minutes and then produce a mega tsunami followed by another earthquake and tsunami. And that... Uh, we, we published that on my website in 2005. Three years later, OSU, Oregon State University, published the same projections. There's another thing coming. It's going to be the eruption of the uh, Cumbre Vieja volcano in uh, La Cum- yeah, Cumbre Vieja in the Canary Islands, La Palma, and that. If the western facing side of that huge volcano is not graded down in time, and there's no evidence it will be because human beings are abysmally stupid, when that erupts, trillions of tons of mass will suddenly be deposited, if you will, into the Atlantic Ocean, which will produce a tsunami that not only will fan out up the coast of Portugal and Spain and all that and down you know, in Africa, it will go across the Atlantic Ocean at very high speeds. And within eight hours, within eight hours, it will penetrate up to 12 miles along the entire eastern seaboard. And that could take out 20 million citizens of this country if and when that happens.
0: Wow. That's scary stuff. Uh, yeah there's more but you <laughs> no that's scary with- stuff though I mean that's that's uh that's scary stuff and and I mean how do you have a a sense of the timing of of all this and the accuracy of of the of the I don't know I don't know if we should call them prophecies what do you call them prophecies
1: well some things are prophecies meaning they're still changeable because if people act in time we can change it. And then some things are predictions, meaning either they are uh, kind of cosmically informed events, like there's something called asteroid apophis that's coming towards Earth right now. NASA discovered it in 2004, but Billy Meyer already published the information about it in 1981. And then NASA changed the size estimate to within 25 meters of what Meyer published. Now, asteroid apophis, according to NASA, which was confirmed by Meyer, There's two possible impact dates, April 13th, 2029, and April 13th, 2036. In the information received from Meyer in 1981 and a little bit later, and we illustrated this and, and published it in six languages in a comic book online for free to try to wake people up and send it to scientists, but of course everybody knows better. So what they've said is, unless the scientists of the world come together and create a project, if you will, to launch a rocket with an atomic warhead to explode the warhead to deflect it with a shockwave. Now, don't blow it up or it'll be coming down on Earth all over the place. Right. If you don't do that, either the first or second date will have this object coming into Eastern Europe between the North Sea and the Black Sea coming down at 30,000 miles an hour and probably as many degrees hot and crash into the Earth and change history forever for everybody, not just the folks in that area. The Russians who follow Meyer's material, they do follow it in, in Russia, in the government, and certain parties. Well, they took it seriously. They called for a joint project with the Chinese and the East and the European Space Agency. I don't know the uh, level of progress of that at this time, because most attention now is obviously on, you know, COVID-19. There's so much, I mean, in 1958, Billy foretold the two U.S.-Iraq wars and that the second war would be led by a president who would be the son of a, a prior president. It would lead to complete destruction and terrorism and stuff. And in 58, he foretold the coming time when radical Islamist terrorists would start to rage around the world. In 81, he foretold Islamist terrorists destroying uh, Paris and that there would be fires and mayhem. I mean, we have hundreds of... Of these as yet not completed things, but some of them have indeed been fulfilled. The wars with Iraq took place it go i mean really, if people care about their lives, they might want to start looking at this stuff yeah, they start st- start,
0: start paying attention for sure, but my, how does the how does billy 's contacts have the ability to look forward like that. It's one thing to have technology. I, I, I can't imagine a, a day when we have technology that can predict predict the future. Where does that come from?
1: Well, there's a few things here, and I'm glad you asked that, because when I was asking Billy about uh, some of the predictions from his teacher, especially that there's going to be, you know, a lot of trouble after the new millennium, that's what we're in and all this stuff, and I said, well, how did he get that? Did he, did he get that through his you know, consciousness powers, because they're very advanced people, and clairvoyance is something that some of them use for certain events. And Billy said, oh, no, 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 he got that through time travel. And so I said, oh, that's very depressing, because if he got it through time travel, and which there's a lot of information in the Meyer case about time travel, not this imaginary stuff that we get through the sci-fi, but he that was depressing because it means that His teacher saw those events. For instance, in 1948, in this whole thing with this time travel, and I told you already about the earthquakes in Italy and then the volcanic eruptions coming, he told Meyer at that time that there would be a crazy woman in Germany who was really out of her mind and very negative towards her own people. She would open the floodgates to a migrant crisis that would ultimately... Bring Europe to near destruction because while there would be many legitimate, uh, you know, refugees from terror and what have you, it would be populated quite highly by terrorists and criminals, and that it would disrupt all of the European nations. He, he was told that in 1948, and we know that crazy woman is Angela Merkel. Wow! And there's there's stuff in here where you know people have said to me, "Well, how can you prove that he really foretold?" The, the WTC destruction in 1987, like it says here in the Hannock Prophecies. How do we know that wasn't published later? I said, well, it's a good question, because some things, they deliberately publish some things just after an event, so people can say, well, that can't be true. But in this case, and in many others, I said, look, um, look at that document, the Hannock Prophecies, where it talks about, you know, uh, the... I think they said something about the things that will happen to America will be unimaginable to the people of Earth. And this will be also because America, in her uh, pursuit of globalization and and phony war against terror—this is 1987—and phony war against terrorism will try to subdue all countries on Earth and bring them under political, economic, and military control. And this will bring terrorism, uh, and such as the first event will be the destruction of the WTC, the World Trade Center, by terrorists. Okay, well, people say, well, he published that, you know, the next year or the next day. I said, well, how do you account then for the rest of these things that are in that document that happened after that time? How do you account for that, that in that document, he talks about the Russians moving their troops to some crazy place called Arkhangels? I'd never heard of it. But nine years later... The Russians move their troops to Arkhangelsk. It goes on and on. So this this stuff anybody can prove it. This is ironclad. This is not you know like a psychic's view of something right. or theoretical.
0: Yeah, um, we're going to run out of time here quickly, Michael. But you know Billy's eighty three years old now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of health he's in. It sounds like he's pretty vigorous.
1: But- yeah, it's consider- Heart valve replacement, brain injury, broken ribs, uh, broken, yeah. <laughs> rheumatism. He, he's a walking disaster, but he's in great shape whenever I see him for some but
0: reason. S- someday, he, he, just like the rest of us, he will no longer be with us. Do we know what happens then? And do we know what happens to him? You said he's been in reincarnated and has been has done this, I think you said, seven times. Uh, do we know but, what happens moving forward for Billy? No, his
1: reincarnations, I'll I'll give it to you quickly, just for the sake of your time. He has his spirit, if you will, it's not a personality, but the human spirit, in his case, seven times over the many thousands of years, it has been a prophet contactee, but he's had a whole bunch of other lives that probably weren't quite as dramatic and all. Sure. When he passes away, um, it's not really important uh, in the sense of this mission, because everything that he wanted to do, he needed to do, and if he will contract it and agreed to do, he's done. He has brought forward the physical evidence, the scientific evidence, and the spiritual teaching, and the rest is up to us. And they know that, and it's been long said in this material, it's going to take us a few hundred years to get our heads out of our butts. And, you know, and, and straighten ourselves out, use this material, study, learn, Take control over our own lives. Stop following make-believe religions. Stop following make-believe leaders, and become real, true free human beings, in harmony and concert and freedom, love, and everything with each other. And that's something that's still a ways off.
0: So, so with the loss of Billy, does that mean that the um, the extraterrestrials no longer have a need to communicate with us?
1: Yep, they're just, gone at that gone. point. And so any and everything that they have to give us, they're still needing with They're still publishing the transcripts on the hope that we would learn while they're, he's still here and while they're still here. So we, we've got the benefit of it, and basically most of it's free. Most of it's free. People just, I, hell, I give away a free film to anybody in your audience that simply sends me an email, mentions your name or your show, and says free. I'll send them a free documentary we did on the Meyer case that is arguably the best UFO film ever made with this man in it. It is evidence. So free, free, tell free, 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 free.
0: Tell me how. Tell me how uh, my listeners can get that.
1: All they have to do is send me an email, and they could send it to michael at and put you know with it, an email comes from them and they use the word free and they mention your name or your show, whichever is easiest, and just say free. And give me a couple days, and you'll get a download link. And that's it. No strings attached. Nothing like that.
0: That's very generous of you. Um, we're almost at the end of our discussion here. I know you, you mentioned the website just then. It's They Fly, but there's, there's another name for it too, right? You've got two web addresses I, uh, for that.
1: Thank you. Um, the most active site is theyfly Blog dot com, okay. Along with fly com, but they fly blog dot com. We have I've got over a thousand articles there on everything in this case. I mean, just tons of stuff and links to all the photos and all this, anything you want. So anybody that wants to basically for free find out if this is true, website blog film for free. I mean. Short of having me come over and cook dinner, which I don't think (laughs) you'd enjoy, this is probably the best way to do it. Uh,
0: Michael, you've been very generous with your time and uh, sharing the information with us. Uh, I hope you'll agree to come back at some point and continue to update us and we can get into some more of this because we've only scratched the surface.
1: Yes, of course. And I thank you very much. And if you have people that have questions, they can either send it to me. I'll email the answers as soon as they can. Or they can send them to you and we'll do something more. On our next visit, I'd be delighted to do it. I thank you very much.
0: That sounds terrific. Again, thank you for your time. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap up. It's Beyond Reality. Looking for our guest's book? Go to Amazon.com slash shop slash Taps. Thank you to Michael Horn for spending so much time with us and, and uh, sharing that information as well. It's a real treat to have him on the show to talk about the Billy Meyer story. And, again, the website is... Um, theyflyblog.com but if you go to if you send an email to Michael at theyfly.com mentioned uh, mention either my name JV or the show Beyond Reality uh, he's going to send you a link for a free book that talks about this stuff Uh, be interesting to uh, to check that out as well